You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. We're back in the studio, which you can tell because that hello was fabulous. It really was a good one. Yep. (laughs) It's starting to cool down, so we don't have like the AC full blast behind us right now. But even then, I think our mics are so good that we could cut that out. Because Brady's (laughs) so good. Brady's so good. Thank you, Brady. Oh, you guys are too sweet. (laughs) Pamela. Yes. You have a story to share. I do. Please share. I have a fun story. Okay, so... Um, today for the first time I had a sub boy come over and he cleaned my entire master bathroom, ceiling to floor, wall to wall, everything sparkling, cleaner than it's been since we moved in. And, um, so we were, and, and you moved in a new built home, new built home. (laughs) Yes. So let's just say that too. No one else has ever lived there. It's cleaner than Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh huh. Oh, it was so good. And then, um, let's see. After he finished, um, I made him kneel and look out the window and hold his arms up while like crucifix up, like crucifix to the side. It's like a shoulder workout. And then I I put my my clothing. I took my clothing off, told me he could not turn around, took my clothing off and put it on his arms. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you can't even get this out without like laughing about it. (laughs) That's wonderful. How did you like being that dom? It it was really fun. I want to do it again. That sounds like way fun. Yeah, it was really good. That's awesome. What did you do this weekend? (laughs) You know, mine isn't nearly as fun. (laughs) I have muscles that I never knew I had. Because I went golfing for the very first time. And when I say golfing, I mean I drank and hit balls off the thing <laughs> at Top Golf. But it was the very first time. And I'm left handed and no one could really show me. And I was like, you know what? I did pretty good. Yeah. I did pretty good for like yeah. just, just fucking winging it and swinging shit. I can imagine. Yeah. I feel like you're one of those people who's just good at everything they try. I was like, well, and it's weird because so it's like bowling where you, you know, someone's in a lane next to you. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be courteous and I'll wait my turn because you're face to face with someone. But if you're all like right-handed, it's all like back to front, back to front. Oh. So you don't really pay attention. But I'm sitting there like lock dead eye with like someone who's really fucking good. And I was like, uh-huh. I just missed that me. ball like five times in a row. Don't worry about it. Their their margaritas were really good. So top golf. That's good all job. that really matters. Good job, guys. Anyway, we have a guest today. <laughs> yes, Jasmine. Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, this is Jasmine, and she's here today to talk to us about breath work. And sex. And maybe some other things. We'll see what we get into. Yeah, I can't promise that we will not go further than that, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, maybe not like that. But yeah. <laughs> past breath work, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so um, Jasmine, tell us all about this. How did you get into it? Tell us what it is. So I am a Reiki master. So I got into energy work and breath work like all because I was super about energy and I was super about healing myself. I have traumatic sex in my past and my power was taken. So I kind of had to fight for it back. And now that I'm a healer, I tend to heal people who have sexual trauma as well, or they have just kind of lost their power in some kind of way. Generally it's sexually. Yeah. And I sort of stumbled upon it because <laughs> I was doing my master trainer class and they teach you breath of the dragon and I almost orgasmed like 
in the seat and I was like, wait a minute. So I didn't say anything to my Reiki master. (laughs) I did later, but I didn't at that time. I went home and I was like, I'm going to do this and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I did and it was wonderful. And it was just like this idea of your body, like like your vagina opening Mm -hmm. and just like amazingness came out so does this breath work work for men as well as women you know i haven't tried it brady she's maybe brady Brady well i'm willing to give it a shot like what's (laughs) the worst what's the worst i mean the worst that could happen is like i get a decent relaxation session (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think that breath work is going to ruin you okay but it's just (laughs) it's just this idea of really and i'll kind of go through the whole thing but the most i like how you said have you ever had a man try it? And you like instantly turn and looked at me. I did. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> we'll see. You'll have to tell me later how it goes. In the studio for a reason. That's right. <laughs> we'll I, I put these props out for you guys. He did. He was so good at preparing this room for the ladies. I was sitting here like, I didn't even get up. I didn't even think that I needed to. Oh, there's like a whole process too. I am the fluffer. There's a whole process. Like I run around <laughs> and clean. Apparently, I'm a subboy. I did not know that. <gasps> oh, I'm going to start bossing you around. It's going it. to be so fun. What do you fun. mean by start? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to be here. And she was like, hang on, I got to get it ready. You she said, be so mad. You said Breath of the Dragon, and then you said it had to do with like opening your vagina to the world. Well, that's just that how, how I felt name? when it happened. I don't really okay. know how it got its name. I sh- probably should have looked it up. Okay. I'm not like the most bestest at all the breath work so we're gonna <laughs> do it like the really simple way so that everyone can remember because like the full breath of the dragon is really cumbersome okay but we're gonna do like jasmine's version which may be a different kind of breath work i don't know but it does it but it worked for me lead to the same okay. result yeah <laughs> That's it what worked matters, it right? worked for me but <laughs> yeah and so i so i went home so i had the like class or whatever right and then i went home and i was like i'm gonna try this and it's going to be wonderful. I believe. I believe. So I'm just, the first time I sort of tried it, I was just meditating. And I was just laying in my bed by myself. I wasn't like doing anything. Just meditating in my bed. And my husband was next to me. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, cozy in. Which I don't know if you can see. You can't see it if you're listening. But I'm cozying in. So pa- cozy in. The patrons can see it. Become a patron. Yeah. Become a patron. <laughs> um, so I cozied into bed. And I was just laying there. And um, I was like, oh, this is good. I was just breathing in all the way into my belly, right? And I was thinking orange is beautiful. That's the color of your sacral chakra, which is like your power center, if you didn't know that. Okay. Um, So I was just breathing into that area, and I just was like really getting quite relaxed. And then I don't know if you ladies, like how you ladies go about like orgasming, but I tend to really like squeeze. Mm -hmm. And then I was like... it. I always have to think to myself, relax, and it will be better. Like, I can squeeze and make it happen, but mm-hmm. if I relax, then it's like just better. Open it. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like open. That's why yeah. I was saying open your vagina. Like, yeah. when you open it, then it's just better. So okay. I kind of felt myself really start to relax. And then, I don't know if, like, a dog barked or something, like, snapped, you snapped out of me it. out of it. And I was like, oh, damn it. So later on, my husband and I were playing a different time, and I... I don't think he realizes I do this. So this could be news to him. We <laughs> talked about it a little bit, but I don't really like talk about it a ton because, well, he doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, he does, but not, you know. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to know all the deets of how it happens. So I did it, and it was amazing. Like, he was down doing his thing, 
and it was the most amazing thing. So you were ever. breathing, doing breath work while he was eating Performing. you out. Yeah, yes, and it was an, <laughs> it was amazing. There was some like fingering involved and all, you know, yeah. you got to get all the places. Yeah. And it was amazing. If and it felt like very relaxing and powerful and it felt like I could just kind of go within myself and I didn't have to I know that some people and people who have been abused in some kind of way can probably relate is you feel like you have to perform. You feel like you have to be like a porno to keep people's attention sometimes. And it doesn't necessarily them. I think that makes that happen. It's just your own idea of what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And for that, that time I didn't feel that I didn't feel that I needed to perform. And I think that's what made it so amazing is I was able to be truly mindful. And in that moment and just with my body and it was really beautiful. Hmm. I loved it. Okay, so if you don't mind sharing a little bit more of like your your personal history, so have you had Absolutely. have you had like historically had trouble orgasming? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm definitely um, I'm a member of the girls who can't orgasm by just a man. I still struggle with that. No hate against my husband; he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And other people who I've had encounters with of a sexual nature. They are also wonderful. It's just all in my brain. My brain can be very busy. Right. And I, yeah, I have the same problem. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you have the same problem, know that you're in the majority, right? Like the majority of women, um, can't, can't orgasm through just through penetration alone. I was discussing before I came here with, um, someone who's, um, in my meditation group and she was, we were talking about, I was like, I'm getting ready to go on the podcast. And she's like, you got this girl. Like you're going to kill it. And I'm like, thank you so much. And she, and I was telling her what we were talking about. And she's like, oh yeah, I can't orgasm just by a man either. And I would like to meet a woman who can, because I've never met her. My girlfriend can. Well, good for her. So can mine. Yeah. Not my wife, my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Still haven't yet to meet one. <laughs> I don't know them. I don't know these women, but more power. I think that's amazing. It's just the rest of us have to work a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, and it's a huge mental game. Oh, so I should say this breath. too about my girlfriend yeah. is that she actually, she used to not be able to, and she did work. Like she worked on herself until she could. So That's anyway, amazing. sorry to interrupt. Go no, ahead. that gives hope to all the women <laughs> out there. There's hope for us still. Yes. I mean, cause it, you know, I have like contraptions and all sorts of things and routines and little tips and tricks, but it's never just that penetration. Yeah. Yeah. I do love a Kegel egg, though. Side note for those little, is that what they're called? Kegel eggs? Yeah. yeah. Or Benoit balls. Benoit, bo- Benoit oh, balls. Okay. Yeah, those are word. so, yeah, I got one of those. And then we had a fun time and I wore one to work once. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was a good time. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, so I did just recently buy this um, device called the Parafit. <gasps> you bought it? I did. I want one so fucking bad. So let me use it and, t- and then review it maybe. Please Tell you do. How it is. What is that for so, us who don't know? So what it looks like is a tiny little um, butt plug or butt, butt anal beads. I'll Google you a picture. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like the cross, a cross between a tiny little dildo and anal beads. So it's got that shape that to shape it. That, of that the hourglass beads. shape. Um, kind of like Dumbledore's wand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Didn't. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm not sure I remember what that looks like, but I think I will Google it later. You anal know, beads. Anal beads. Just, just think of that. 
Um, I mean, fuck, you just ruined Harry Potter for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Dumbledore was gay, so. Yeah, but that doesn't part? ruin it. <laughs> no, of course not. Perry Why would fit. that ruin it? Perry fit. Oh, Perry I thought you said parafit. No, P E R I F I T. So, anyway, it's this little device that you put up inside your vagina, mm-hmm. and, um, and it has an app that it, it connects, connects to. to connects to your phone and then there are video games that you can play using your vaginal muscles oh so like you squeeze in order to like jump you know like there's like a bird flying yeah for your vagina for your vagina Ah. it sounds amazing right you can shoot stars like in just all the fun things there it is right there I, so I wanted one so bad. Power of your vagina. Yes. Mm-hmm. It cost over a hundred bucks though. Yeah, it was so a it was costly. It was a little, you know. Did I show you guys the hammer? Yes, you did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think that Kegels are amazing. So I and I think that's probably what your girlfriend did. To use well, the right term. I, she does have an incredibly strong vagina. Like it is incredible. Sometimes um, my. My other partner, Henry, that we both are, anyway, um, you know, he says that he can, like, barely stay in her when she's coming. Yeah. Because she's shoving so, out. Yeah. She she's just, like, pushes so it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was actually that she had to overcome the mental piece. So I think if you have the physical piece there and then you can, you know, get past the mental piece. But not everybody has the physical piece there either. So I don't want to, like, give oh, okay. false hope. I was you like, know? we have hope. But well, you do, yeah, you do, because yeah. you don't know exactly what all, what all the causes might be. And so I do think, though, that the mental piece of it is so huge, even mm-hmm. when you're solo playing. Yeah. Just having a very good and like just being in that moment and not thinking about I find myself when I am trying to orgasm with my husband or with other people in the past. I will start to think about a million other things. Yeah, and I'm like, too. what the hell are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. and it's not that it's not wonderful. I think it's, I really do truly believe it's a program response to my body mm-hmm. that I tend to just because of abuse in the past and the fact that sex was so dirty and so yeah. wrong. Yeah. And we didn't, we don't talk about the positive things about sex. We just talk about how people were abused or whatever. And, and we're all shy and like, squeamish when we're like yeah i had an orgasm last night like people don't say that no but they, they were don't. more than happy to talk about the negative parts of it and that's that's where true. i think is a huge foul and it totally gets in your brain so you tend to shut off at least i did and i would go somewhere else and an energy work it's just kind of like a part of you sort of flies off and you don't really think about yeah yeah i've been working with the sexpert who um, has been helping me figure out how to like stay in my body mm-hmm. and really like focus on um, my, you know, like what I'm feeling instead of letting me get distracted and, and all of that. And it really has been helping when me stay in the moment. When you have eight hours of sex a day, though, that's a struggle. <laughs> Mariah, that's not every Such day. Such a hard life. It's hard I to just stay happen focused. to go out of town for the weekend. I know, I know. <laughs> or for the but night. But she does have... A lot of sex. I have so, three partners. Yeah, I know. Um, who are all highly sexual. Like so do you think that sometimes though you feel more like you have to perform when you have so many people to perform for and that's what makes you get out of your brain? Yeah. Like not that it's a bad thing. There's no, no judgment. Just no, curious. Of course. I think that much of the time I feel like this pressure to have an orgasm because all three of them have an easy time orgasming. Yeah. And for me it takes a while 
because I do get in my head and that mm-hmm. just makes it worse, right? Because then I'm thinking, oh, they're probably tired of waiting. And even though all of them are like, honey, it's hot. Like you take as long as you want. Yeah. <laughs> I love to watch it. I love to participate or whatever. Still, like at some point, sometimes I'm like, oh. This is taking I'm so sorry. So I'm taking so long. I do that. And you felt, and then you have like this guilt of like, just come hurry, just come. Cause now they're worried that something's wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Uh. And then in your brain, you're just like, can we just be done? Like not, it's not that can we just be done? Because obviously you enjoy it and you yeah. want to orgasm yes. yeah. and you don't want to fake it. I told my husband when I first met him, I said, I will absolutely never fake it because that is taking away my pleasure. Like, yeah. why would I do that? That's yeah. so dumb. I know mm-hmm. so many women do that. Yeah. Women do not fake it, please. No. Like you're worth it. <laughs> you are yeah. worth having your own orgasm. And if you're not, just be honest and say you're not. Yeah. From my perspective too, don't fake it. Like just coach me. Yeah. I'll and it doesn't it. have to be all about the orgasm either. Why can't you have two hours of pleasure and not orgasm? Totally. Like why don't we see value in that? See episode I one. I love that. I really love that idea of saying, you know what? The or- Just because I didn't orgasm. And I have to say that to my husband a lot sometimes. Like if my brain is just all over, yeah, it's just not going to happen. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, It doesn't mean that I don't mm-hmm. enjoy you doing stuff and touching my body and like just being close to you. I love that. Yeah. And if you're getting upset because you can't make me orgasm, then you're making this all about you. Yeah, <laughs> I do think that's true. And it's, and I, you know, God bless his soul. I know he just wants to make me happy and he wants to feel that. And, and there is something absolutely there. I yeah. feel in just making sure that you feel power in your own sexuality, but we just have to bring it back to us. And I think we too, as people who struggle to orgasm, sometimes we have to make it about us too. And, and we'll probably be able to orgasm better <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So Tell us more about energy work first for our listeners who just don't even know what that is. So yeah. let's kind of start with a little bit of um, a foundation before we can actually kind of deep dive a little bit more into yeah. actually what breath work does for you. Absolutely. So the reason that I got into energy work, I think will help you guys understand energy work is it's sort of like therapy for your soul. Mm hmm. In energy work, we talk about how, you know, we all know about air, right? Air flows into our body. We don't really have to think a lot about it, but we need to have it. And it flows all over the place with our blood and stuff. Energy is the same way. Everything around us has energy and vibration, right? This table has vibration. You have vibration. I have vibration. Obviously, we have vibration in our body. What happens when that vibration is not flowing the way that it should flow? right? Just the same as when our blood is not flowing the way that it's supposed to flow. When our air is not like our airway is blocked, things die, things have problems, things get uncomfortable and hard for us. And that is what energy work is all about. There's lots of different modalities. I do Reiki, as I said before. And Reiki at its simplest form works with seven chakras in your body. And these energy centers connect to different emotions and different parts of your body, even organs, different organs in your body at like there's so much more to it than this basic version, but I won't get too much ahead of everyone. Okay. Um, so when you do energy work, you, s- you are very intentional. Meditation is a huge part of energy work for me. It's not necessarily for everyone else. I haven't really met that person, but I do know that there are, they exist, I guess. Um, and just being present and bringing awareness that there's an issue. I think that there's so much power in just having awareness that there's something wrong. And when we can use the energy centers in our body to guide us and help us, because oftentimes we don't know what's wrong. Yeah. We don't know why something's not the way that it's supposed to be, because 
things can be from such a long time ago. And if you want to get crazy with it, I believe in reincarnation. Some things can be wrong from past lives that you've had before this one. And obviously you don't know about that because none of us, at least most of us, don't remember what the past lives are about. So energy work kind of helps you clear that those things and and just helps your energy flow better in your body which makes it so that you are breathing well your your blood is flowing well if you will okay if that makes sense Mm -hmm. on the simplest level so (laughs) when you do when i talk about your sacral chakra your sacral chakra is like right kind of in your like vagina area Mm -hmm. yeah your growing area it's connected to other things but a big part of its connection is where's mine the Grain. same place. Okay. It's still your right. man part. I, I didn't know if it was like moved up or down. Just want to check. <laughs> no, same spot. Okay. Um, so when when we have blocks there and particularly people who have had sexual trauma in their past generally have a block in that chakra. They also have a block in their root chakra, which is at the base of your spine. And it's the first chakra. It's very primal. And it's all about safety and security. And when you don't have flow coming from the earth into your root chakra and up into your sacral chakra, it just causes problems. And a big of a big part of that is loss of your sexual power and your sexual identity. Wow. Yeah. You guys are like staring at me like, what? <laughs> I, I think it's a looking at this in such a wonderful way where some people can't connect um with other things that we've brought in you know survivors and therapists and things but maybe this is something that they can definitely connect with yeah i hope so Um, so i think it's lovely that we talk about all the different areas and looking at it in so many different ways um so kind of segueing into breath work now yeah so a big part of healing and in not, and this is guys, this is not just for your sexuality. This can heal your whole body in lots of different ways. We just happen to be talking about it in sexuality because of the nature of this podcast and the nature of just, I want to help women take their power back. Um, so the big, the first, oh, there's a fly. I thought you were like trying to punch me. <laughs> like, you're really far away. No, no. <laughs> It was a mosquito, everyone. Yeah. It was not domestic violence. Sorry. <laughs> it's so the Murder Studios. <laughs> Murder Shack Studios. Murder Shack Studios at gmail.com. <laughs> so um, the beginning part of this is teaching like you. I love how you said they don't connect with different options. So the big part of energy work in starting to connect with your chakras is connecting with Mother Earth, is grounding. I'm sure all of you have heard grounding or earthing in some kind of way. It's pretty hip right now. Most people are talking about it. I only ever hear it in yoga and they usually say it when I'm staring at like a laminate wood floor. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just sort of like, okay, yeah, I'll connect to the earth through this fake wood made out of recycled (laughs) detergent bottles. You have to remember that Earth isn't everything. Energy isn't everything. That's true. Okay. So yoga. I'll keep that in mind. I'm actually going to write that down because I always give my wife crap about that. Well, I always look at it as like you're grounding to like your surroundings. It yeah, have it's to more be about gravity, right? Yeah, than what your like feet are just touching. One hundred percent. Opening yourself up to everything else that's around you. Yeah, and just, just slowing yourself down mm-hmm. and just being like, okay, I want to connect 
to the earth right now. And I am a huge earth energy person. When you meet different healers, they have different energy sources. I'm very much an earth energy person. So grounding to the earth is something that's huge for me. I sounded super sarcastic there. Like I'm totally about like walking barefoot in the woods and stuff, but I have a hard (laughs) time feeling grounded when I'm staring at a plastic floor. That's something that's really quite real for a lot of people is how do you ground in the city? How do you ground when your life is moving a million miles an hour? Get some dirt. Get some, Get dirt. some dirt, or I can do. I can. I can help you do it without the dirt. Okay. How about that? Yeah, because I want to try dragon's breath. Yeah. <laughs> Did you pull up the instructions? Uh, I found something, but I, I don't think that I don't think that it's correct because it it was talking about uh, helping you poop. Oh, it probably does. <laughs> and I, it just said dragon breath. Helps you come. Helps you poop. I mean, that makes Dense. sense if it's like something that helps you release. I think it would help you poop too. Yeah. Okay, so back to grounding. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I forgive you. So <laughs> grounding. It's really important that you ground because if you're, you could dragon breath all day long. If your brain is still all over the place, then you're not going to get the ultimate effect and you're not really even being mindful. The so do you have to like, um, what's the word when you meditate? My God. Do you have to meditate then before you start the breath work? I wouldn't say you have to meditate for a long time. A lot of people believe it takes a really long time to meditate. And I do have to say, sometimes it takes a minute for you to get there, especially your first few times, because obviously we can't go from running around a million miles an hour to stopped and quiet. Like, that's just unrealistic. So don't be mad at yourself if it doesn't work the first time. It takes, a meditation is a practice, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have to practice getting there. Okay, so what we need to do is we need to ground. And there is about a billion different ways to do that. There is a ton of meditations on YouTube. My favorite one and the quickest one that I do is I just kind of sort of sit back. Mm -hmm. And we can do it now if you guys want to. Yeah, this is fun. We'll see if one of us can orgasm while we're sitting here. (laughs) All right. Probably not too much pressure on the whole deal. (laughs) Okay, so just kind of sit back. came. Just just (laughs) just now. That was a guy joke. Sorry. That was fast. Yeah. Why's the floor sticking? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just kind of quiet ourselves. And I want you guys, the big important thing about breath work is that a lot of us tend to breathe into our chest, which is like, makes sense, I guess, right? Because our lungs are there. But what I want you to do is I want you to breathe all the way down into your belly. And you can place your hand there. That's great if you feel better about it. But just feel that air go all the way and push it down. I tell people to push their belly out like they're pregnant but as they breathe in. So as you do that, I want you to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, which sounds weird for the mics, but it'll be all right. So your body is slowing down, you're relaxing. I want you to release any tension that you have in your body, really resting back. Resting back into your seats, getting cozy, good, just feeling the energy come down, feeling your shoulders relax, feeling your hands and your legs relax, just sinking deeper into your body. Now I want you to imagine this really strong gravitational pull. A lot of times we feel like we need to hold our bodies together 
and you don't even realize you're doing it. So I want you to just let go. Allow your body to relax. Allow everything to go down into the earth. Feel as though gravity is just pulling your soul, pulling your energy down into Mother Earth. Feel that deep relaxation. Another way I like to tell people is like just opening the bottom of your body and just allowing it to fall out. Mother Earth is here to help you, is here to guide you, here to protect you. You do not need to hold it in. Just relaxing your body. And that, my friends, is grounding at the very simplest level. How did that feel for you guys? Was that kind of crazy? It was so relaxing. Oh, to just take a few breaths. Yeah, I just think just like focusing on my breath made me so relaxed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I always put my hand on my belly so I can just feel it rise and fall. Mm, yeah. and like every time it goes in, like I, you fall deeper. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I didn't know if Pamela was going to wake up. I was like, oh, she's know, you guys got into it. I was like, yeah. I hate, I almost hated to wake you up out of it, but <laughs> no, I figure we probably needed to talk more. <laughs> I've done hip guided meditation. Yeah. Too. And I've done hypnotherapy a couple of times and it was kind of a similar feeling like the beginning yeah. of hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. Hypnotherapy is a meditation. Yeah. It's just very specific wording to yeah. help you relax yeah. and go deep. It, a lot of times they'll do regression stuff when you do hypnotherapy mm -hmm. and you can dig deeper yeah. but that's just a really simple way of grounding and notice how you just were able to relax your body and that was just i don't even know that that was two minutes probably probably like a minute mm -hmm. um and just so you don't have to spend 45 minutes meditating before you start breath work i mean you guys already sort of started breath work that was very basic yeah breath work so um, one that I t often will have people do is I'll have them breathe in in sevens. I, I call it square breathing. I'm not really sure what the technical term that everyone else calls it. I've heard people call it that, but whatever. Don't murder me if that's not what it's really called. <laughs> um, where you breathe in deep into that belly, down into that sacral chakra. And you're going to hold that breath there for seven. And then you're going to breathe out for seven. And then you're going to hold an empty breath for seven. And believe the empty breath is very hard and people will feel like they're going to die <laughs> but as you slow it down and as you kind of go through it um you just get more and more relaxed and more and more connected to your body mm -hmm. and then you can um i don't know you can just you can just feel what needs to be need what needs attention which i think is really really cool yeah and that is I mean, as we, I know we're talking about orgasms and we're talking about sex and obviously we won't make that better. But one thing that's absolutely going to make it better is if we heal these, if we heal these wounds that are connected to that sacral chakra, especially if you've experienced the loss of control in some kind of way, or you feel not connected to your personal power, there's, there's trauma there in some kind of way. Even I like to tell people who work with me, your trauma doesn't have to be this huge traumatic thing. It could, mm -hmm. it could be just this really simple little deal that affected your life in a really intense way and you may not even realize that that's what it was yeah mm. and that's what i love about mm. meditation and going deep within because you can hear that i often have people tell me oh i really thought it was going to be this other big thing mm -hmm. but it was like this simple little conversation they had with their sister or something oh wow that caused them to have 
a bit of a block. You've just always held on to it. Mm-hmm. And they've never put attention to it because they yeah. didn't even know. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Mm. See that. Um, so for your own healing, and what has that uh, journey looked like for you to kind of get there? Obviously, you know, breathing, yeah. breath work um, has helped you get there. Absolutely. Or is it just the energy healing that, or the energy work that I feel like energy work has probably healed me more, although it, it all is really interconnected. Yeah. Breath work is a big part of that. Like you, you guys experienced, we did a little bit of breath work at its most simple form, but just paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the deep healing has been really huge for me when, so my trauma happened to me when I was very little. I don't remember all of it. I actually don't remember the act at all. I just remember different situations in my life where I felt like my um, my sexual power was taken away, where I feel like what I was comfortable with sexually was taken away from me in ways with people who that should not have been the case in my life. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of um, repeated events of that happening to me. Um, so I had to really develop a proper way of looking at sex when I first started masturbating by myself I felt like it was dirty it was wrong I was inappropriate and I would like the first I remember the first time that I orgasmed I felt like oh that was not right I should not have done that like that was my first feeling yeah and I know so many women who have experienced that especially at a younger age they feel like such a shame Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, with that, like we shouldn't please our own bodies. That's not okay. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really hard. So I think I started my journey then just my journey towards having a really healthy sex, like view of sex. And that was through traditional therapy. Mm -hmm. And now as I got, as I grew into it, I, one thing that was really different than me, I think than most other people's stories is I don't really recall being particularly angry towards the person who did it to me. Um, I, I've never felt like a real trauma around that. And I know some people have felt a lot more. So I always felt like I was like, well, maybe it didn't happen or maybe, maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I liked it. Maybe, I don't know. You know, I had all these questions in my mind. And so I started to do more meditation and I started then kind of randomly doing Reiki and I found that I was holding a lot of the energy of other people. And that was what was really holding me back. I was able to heal myself through different ways but it was getting rid of the energy of someone the person who had done it to me and the people who are surrounded in that situation yeah i was holding on to all their shame and guilt Mm. and that's why i was feeling shame and guilt gotcha because they felt bad about it i was holding on to that so when i was able to do that and when i was able to release that and quite frankly i can't sit here and say that i'm not still on the path yeah i'm absolutely still on the path of doing that but it it really has changed my life and my outlook in it and quite frankly, has made it so that I can speak about it. I was a bit nervous to come on here, not because I'm I'm scared of my sexuality, but because I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about talking about it yeah. in such a raw way. But I, I was talking to my friend just before I came here, and she's like, I think this is really powerful for you and for your healing mm. to talk about it and to share. So, yeah. And it's so helpful for, because, you know, the majority of women out there have gone through some sort of sexual trauma in their past right and everybody has a different experience and just knowing that you're not alone and that someone has a similar experience is so helpful not even women men too absolutely men too too. i think men have definitely and i just don't know if it's the majority of men so that's why i specified i honestly think sometimes our society just says you know it's you're not the victim because you're stronger 
So you need to bury that. Yeah. So they actually probably have more blockages than. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if they hold on to the blockages of different women. Mm. Um, There's this idea that when you have sexual interactions with someone, you never lose their energy. And their energy is always with you. I mean, they were inside of you. Mm-hmm. Or around you, or like I mean, maybe men—they weren't inside of you. Maybe we'll see. You know, it depends yeah. on what you're into. Yeah, I was engulfed. Engulfed. <laughs> engulfed. I was. You know, your bodies—you're connected in a very intimate way, and in a very primal chakras, your root and your sacral chakra are. So, I I think we always just hold the energy of the people that we've been. And there was another thing when you were talking. I was thinking. And it, I knew it was going to be so profound, but now I've forgotten <laughs> what it was. <laughs> I forgot what it was now. Dang it. Um, oh, so one thing that I also find it really interesting is that men who have been in situations where women felt like they were taken advantage of. I, I, I dance around this because I definitely believe if you feel like this is wrong and the connection is not there, you shouldn't be touched anymore. As soon as you say no, it should be done. Yeah. But I do see the concern and the struggle with men who that happens to because they may not know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they really, truly may not have known. And I, I, there's a lot to be said for that. I was working with someone a few weeks ago who experienced trauma. And I, I've kind of developed this thought that we have boundaries, right? So I talked about how we have chakras inside of our body. We also have an aura that goes outside of our body. Our aura is like, you know, the feeling you get when someone's watching you. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and there is someone watching you or there's someone who's walking close to you. That's your our aura. And some people's auras are very close to their body so much so that they're maybe right on top of them mm. or they're so far away that they let everyone in anyways. And a lot of times these people do not understand that someone is in their boundary. Like, you know how when you start to feel uncomfortable, generally you ease into that uncomfortable feeling and it's like, oh, this is maybe not right. But it still goes a little further and goes further. And then you finally get to that point where you're like, this is not good. Yeah. Some people don't have that. Mm. Some people don't have that warning system. So they could definitely be with a partner and be like, I'm not okay with this. And it could be very immediate and very traumatic. And that other person doesn't know. Yeah. They didn't know. And it's not, I'm not saying that rape or sexual misconduct is okay in any way. I'm just saying that to help heal these people we need to help them push their auras out and I, I did this um session with someone again a few weeks ago and it was very powerful to them I kind of had them envisioning each chakra opening up and pushing out mm-hmm. and I would t- I would sort of touch them before and kind of gauge where they could feel my energy and then and usually I could get like right almost like just a little bit above their body if not touching their body I didn't touch them because I knew they had trauma so I didn't want to get there but yeah I would get right above it and then he'd be like, oh, I feel now. And I would have him envision opening or her, him or her, Mm -hmm. um, envision opening that energy up and out. And after a few minutes, I would, again, put my hand over him or her and that I couldn't get nearly as close to them without them feeling. And after the session, I asked and they said that they just felt like, oh, they could, they could feel that energy sooner and they could feel that uncomfortable sooner as opposed to letting someone truly touch their body and it was much less traumatic for them yeah so i felt like that was something that came to me recently it felt so powerful like i just want to tell everyone yeah like you can push your auras out <laughs> you can protect yourself and you can feel energy sooner 
It's fascinating. And again, how many people even know that that's an option that you can work with somebody who's, you know, trained in that area to, to develop that warning yeah. sign a little bit more for you. I think that's wonderful. Well, and just those boundaries in general. And mm-hmm. again, this kind of stuff doesn't just help in your sexuality. It helps in boundaries with family members too. And just any kind of negative interactions with people. Well, there's even the people who, who cross boundaries who they don't have that signal that they're crossing someone's boundary. They have right? no idea. Yeah. They're, you know, they're going about their day and, and either because they never learned what consent looks like or just didn't understand they were crossing that boundary, that other people have boundaries too, yeah. just because maybe their boundaries aren't very strong or strict and they're okay with that doesn't mean that someone else's is like can mirror that. So, you know, always talking about that to, to clients and stuff. Um, because that can be a huge, um, I hesitate to say this, you know, when you can perpetrate if you don't understand what someone else's will looks like, if you're just kind of like, eh, they seemed fine, you know, but it was like, what were the other hints? But you were, you You were kind of unwittingly hurting them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, You didn't know. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I feel for those people. Mm -hmm. I really do because they don't know. Like I don't, I don't, I mean, there are people out there who obviously get joy out of it, but there are definitely people who don't. And there are definitely people who I believe did not mean for that to happen. And although they, their stupidity or their inability to connect with themselves got them into a situation Mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, one thing that has really helped to kind of get back into breath work is once I've started to create those boundaries for myself, I felt like I had to guard myself less. So I was able to relax and I was able to listen to my body as opposed to saying, okay, when someone got close to me, because I, I have a crazy sexual past and I've had a lot of partners and most of them, well, I wouldn't say most of them. Some of them are really amazing people and I'm very thankful for that relationship. Some of them were like stranger danger for sure, (laughs) where I was like chasing the high. I was chasing that. I didn't know what a healthy sexual relationship really yep. looked like. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, maybe if there's, maybe it's the people. It's the thrill. It's the, th- yeah, absolutely. 100% the thrill of the chase was yeah. high for me. Very much relate to that. Enjoyed it. <laughs> but it was so empty and it was never, like, I never orgasmed from it ever. In fact, I got, I put myself in really dangerous situations because I wasn't able to have those boundaries with mm-hmm. people I wasn't able to say this is not what I'm interested in and this is not gonna be good for my like I'm not gonna orgasm doing this mm-hmm. yeah. but I thought so because mm-hmm. because all of the feelings before and right. it was like such a beautiful chase and then I was in the middle of the woods <laughs> like that was so dumb I don't even know what I was thinking <laughs> don't go into the middle woods with a stranger ladies it's not <laughs> a good idea <laughs> the stranger yeah. not a good idea I feel like that's um fair advice for everybody not just the ladies i think so yeah. also men don't go because there's some weird lady serial killers yeah or just men serial killers who like to kill men also that or yeah. bears <laughs> they're also bears yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it was like kind of in a city do so it safely there was yeah, not bears there. but it still was yeah yeah put yourself in danger it was dumb and obviously it an orgasm because i was so like I got to that point of sex, like actual sex happening, although everything about how before it was all so thrilling and amazing. I got to the point of actual sex and my mind was all over the place. Yeah. And then I got to 
to t- actual touching and I was like I do not want to be here mm-hmm. I don't feel that way for this person I don't want to give and not I definitely by f- by no means do I believe you should wait till marriage like I'm not that person if that's you cool but I'm not that person mm-hmm. so it wasn't that it was just I wasn't connected to them they didn't mean anything they to didn't you. mean any I didn't even I don't even know what the person's name is now to be honest with you yeah. I think it was like Joe or something I don't know <laughs> but yeah, I just, I tell that whole story because if you're not connected to what is right and wrong for you, what what feels like pr- appropriate boundaries, you're probably not going to be able to release and relax to let your body feel what it needs to feel and to feel very safe and secure because you're probably not. And, you know, and, and yes, to release for an orgasm, but also to connect with that other person too. Yeah. You know, like you're just not going to have that true connection. It's going to be, here's your little separate thing, my little separate thing. And we're never going to really. You just keep those bubbles. Yeah. You're each in your own little bubble. And and I'm not sitting and saying that this needs to take years and years and years to develop these connections. Mm -hmm. But if you work on you Mm -hmm. and then you're with a partner who hopefully is working on them, then you guys can connect so fast and it can be so amazing and you can really enjoy yourself. But I think if. If you're struggling, excuse me, if you're struggling with having an, having an orgasm, maybe look and see what kind of boundaries you have. Mm. Do you feel safe and secure? And not like in, he's going to murder me, but in like really, truly releasing and letting the most intimate part of your body open and allow that to happen in a way that's primal and unfiltered. I think some of us really probably do struggle with that. Probably more of us than would care to admit, I bet. Yeah. So one, one thing that my sexpert pointed out to me um, was that because I had this experience with my husband where he would get to penetration too fast for like most of our marriage before I was really ready that um, my body, I'll feel really, I'll feel all that sexual excitement and then I'll get to the actual sex part and kind of go numb or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like, um, even if like someone's fingering me or whatever, like it'll be exciting and then go numb. And she said that, yeah, it's probably your body's, um, you know, automatic response to protect itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's not painful or whatever. And we just need to rewire your brain. And I, I was just like, Oh, oh my God, mm-hmm. that's, makes so much sense and why didn't that occur to me before and and just like the hope that I can rewire my brain which I think is sort of what the breath work does right oh yeah just energy work breath work any any of it's just there's so much power in just saying like I need to rewire my brain I need to think about this a little different yeah and I'm sure now when you get to that point you're you're probably more mindful of that you're probably like just just because of that conversation it's felt better just the simple act of saying to yourself this is the problem. Mm-hmm. I know the fix now. Like yeah. a lot of time and a lot of people in energy work will say that the healing part is, or the getting over something and the letting go part is so easy. It's mm. the finding out what the problem mm-hmm. is. And, the, and like yeah. that little mix between the problem and the healing and the letting go, this part is the hardest part. But once you are able to say it, there's so much power there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like un it sounds so stupid for me when I tell people, I'm like, well, just speak it into the universe. And then I'll like kind of leave them with that. And then the next day or <laughs> what, or, or weeks later, they'll message me. They'll be like, Oh my God. 
so many things changed for me. And I'm like, <laughs> I know I told you. Yeah. But it sounds so stupid and so simple. No, I mean, it makes, it makes so much sense to me because it's just that awareness with also coupled with the belief. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I definitely believe in the power of belief. Yeah. I think there are so many things like, um, I mean, I, I believe that all things have energy too, yeah. but I've never, and I haven't really looked into Reiki, but I've never really believed that sort of thing that, you mm-hmm. know, energy centers have certain color and that sort of thing. But I believe that if a person believes it's true, it is true for them. 100%. Right. That, inti- <clears throat> that intention is there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it can make a world of difference. You can make all sorts of change just with that belief. I always tell people, I was like, if you think Reiki is a placebo, then that means it worked. Yeah. So who and cares? And studies have been done that show that even when people know something is a placebo, it will still work. Because they want it to happen. They yes, want it better. Like, because it's about the attention and the mm-hmm. intention. Did you know that they yeah. developed placebo blocking drugs? No. So you can get an injection that blocks the placebo effect. <laughs> Why would you want that yeah, to happen? I don't understand. It's so weird. Because then you can uh, use it in medical studies. Medical studies, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> that just popped into my head more, as you guys were talking about placebos and stuff. But yeah. All those things. Uh, yeah. I think medicine is something. That's a whole different conversation, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but yeah. That is neat, though. Thanks, Brady. <laughs> I have tons of interesting facts. We appreciate your contribution. You've sidetracked the whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a cool video link later. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> Um, okay, so now let's talk about, so we've done all this work, right? We have started to ground ourselves more often. And ladies, this is not just a one-time deal or men, people, <laughs> the people. This is not just like a one-time thing. This is like kind of a lifestyle. Like you have to kind of get yourself into this idea. I kind of need to do this a few times before it's going to be like this most amazing. And maybe it could be amazing the first time. Who knows? But it, it probably will take a couple of times and a bit of intention about the whole thing. So we've, we're now grounding more often. We've started to think about boundaries and things that make us feel safe and secure in our relationships. And I think that sexuality, just side note here, sometimes it's really hard for us to say, like we were talking before this started about like polyamory and people who are in monogamous relationships. Um, I think sometimes when you figure out what the problem is, it may be really hard for you to tell your partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just know that you can do it, it and it will... There's this whole idea in Reiki that if you're not living your truest life, then you're never going to truly be like your energy is never truly going to flow and you're always going to have blocks. It's always going to, it's going to keep happening to you. Yeah. So try to live your truest life. I know that it's not always really easy to do that, especially when we come to sexuality. That is really hard. Um, so we're doing all those things, right? We've kind of put into this, this groundwork in place. And now we do the really simple thing, which is like the breath work the breath of a dragon. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did a little bit of it, but we just close our eyes after we've grounded for a moment and you're going to breathe into that sacral chakra. You're going to breathe. I, it doesn't matter what color you breathe, but the sacral chakra is orange. Okay. You don't, don't feel like you have to breathe that color. Just if you, <laughs> if you need to visualize so the color, do okay, that. So that's what I was going to ask. Is it's just like a visualization? It's just a visualization. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you breathe. And then, so the part of the breath of the dragon that I really incorporate is a Kegel. Like mm. you kind of do a Kegel. And so like I'm doing one now, mm-hmm. this feels very private, but <laughs> so we just kind of do a Kegel. I close my eyes and then I breathe deep in and I feel that energy in my Kegel. I hold it there for just a second. I breathe out 
through my mouth and then I breathe in again. So you breathe three, three really slow breaths. And then the next breaths are gonna be much faster. So you can turn the air different colors. So I wanna say that it's purple. I go to purple. Sorry, energy people, if that is wrong, <laughs> don't kill me. So I breathe down that final deep breath into my Kegel vagina area. The whole time you're holding Kegel, by the way. Okay. Okay. That's what makes it really tiring. Okay. So you're breathing in the Kegel the whole time and then you breathe out and then you breathe in really fast and then you like allow it to, you're going to breathe out like um, a white color mm -hmm. and then you're going to breathe in really fast and pull that air down into your belly and then breathe out again and then breathe in really fast and then breathe out and relax. That's kind of how we do it. Okay. And that's your simplified version. Yeah. Okay. But if you just breathe in and like squeeze your muffin or your Kegel or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, <laughs> squeeze, squeeze your lady business. Um, just with this intention of relaxation and like that you want pleasure, that you're open to pleasure, envisioning that chakra just opening is so huge. It really okay. is. That that's probably even more simple than the first time I said it, just breathing in and just um, you can even think of doors in your sacral chakra just opening and just opening up and just saying, okay, I'm ready. I mm. surrender. I surrender to this. Mm -hmm. I'm safe. I'm secure. And just feeling that energy there is so powerful. And if you use like a vibrator while you're doing it, it's even more powerful. <laughs> more <laughs> amazing. <laughs> vibrators are ladies' best friends. Oh, they are. I think that I don't know a woman on the planet who doesn't believe that. Well, I don't like a vibrator, but I do like the womanizer. I've not used that. Oh, it's amazing. It uses I've air instead of vibration. Oh, like I've sucks. Heard of that. Yeah, it's so good. I've heard of that. I've not tried it, but I'm quite happy with the vibrators. So yeah. I yeah. haven't been looking elsewhere. Right. Why? Why br fix what isn't broken? Why mess with success? <laughs> so that is the really simple version of using breath work okay but i think you kind of have to have all these little pieces together foundation I, yeah yeah into that just being more mindful with your sexuality and be just be who you are <laughs> and if you like weird stuff like cleaning people's houses and holding clothes up cool <laughs> do it whatever <laughs> works yeah, for you right? no judgment <laughs> That's awesome. So if anyone had questions for you or wanted to work with you yes. or listen to a program you might work on. Oh yeah. So I have all kinds of things. So um, my website, mine with my two partners is mymeditationcollective.com. So you can find me on there. Um, I'm really simple. So you can just message me on Facebook. My Facebook name is Jasmine Desiree. I'm sure you guys will have like notes Yeah. Mm -hmm. to spell all that. Yeah. Um, Jasmine Desiree, you can message me on Facebook. I'm not going to say my phone number out here, but if you happen to have my phone number, you can totally text me. <laughs> that's just, I don't know why I feel weird about that, but just text me or you can email me from the My Meditation Collective website. That's like the best way to get a hold of me. We also have a podcast too called Inspired to Shine. It's not so much about sexuality, although I am trying to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> mostly we just talk about our lives, what what drew us to energy work. We're on our second season now. We'll be posting soon, but our first season is just kind of the beginnings of us. And it's really fun. I don't, I'm sure you guys can relate. It's fun to see podcasts grow because mm -hmm. when you first start, you really have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. So true. They're so messy. I'm like, I wish I could burn our whole first season. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. 
but people love it. So inspired to shine. And you can also get the link to that on our website, mymeditationcollective.com. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate it, Jasmine. We really appreciate you coming on. You were such a fun guest thank and I learned a ton. So thank, thank you. you guys for having me. It was yeah. fun. Good. Breath work, everyone. Breath work. Ground into it. If breathe anyone into your vagina. <coughs> if anyone wants to breathe at us, they could breathe at us at Twitter at Salty Sex Cast. Mm-hmm. They can also reach out to us at saltysexcast at gmail.com. They can find us on Facebook at Salty Sex Cast. Mariah's always posting fun things there. Mm-hmm. And Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Salty Sex Cast. Thank you. That's Perfect. right. Become a patron. See all the video and cool background stuff. And then you can also participate in monthly Q and A's. If you become a patron at the right level, you can interact with us every month over zoom. And in this week's video, you get to watch Pamela and Mariah melt another chair during meditation. (laughs) It's true. Melt another chair is what I thought you said. I was like, (laughs) did I already No, melt into a chair? Yeah. I was like, what did I do to a chair? No, I was like, you're burning chairs. When is this happening? (laughs) And I have battle buns today. So yeah, she does have her battle buns. Like you should be a patron, a patron just to see. My also overall shirt is so cute. She's so working. cute. Just working it. <laughs> yeah. Working it. Yeah. I have dinosaurs sure. on my shirt with overalls and battle buns. Like, this is just the whole thing today. <laughs> She's got the vibe for sure. <laughs> Love it. Oh, cool. Well, All right. Well, thank weekly. you. Yeah. We're here weekly. That's right. Thank you for thank listening you to another episode of the Salty Sex Cast. We'll be back next week with another fun subject. And stay sexy, everyone. And salty. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself, and there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.